All right, we are back with the 136th edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm really excited for this one. I am joined by UFC bandweight Nate Manus, who had a very, very good 2020. Um, he uh, followed that up with a stoppage win, picking up his first UFC stoppage uh, over very dangerous Luke Sanders. Without further ado, here he is. Hey, how's it going? Everything's good, man. How are you doing? Not too bad. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about your 2020 because 2020 for a lot of people was crazy uh, with the pandemic and everything that was going on. Um, for you, it was almost the opposite. Um, it kind of like revitalized your career. You got going and uh, you had a very successful year going 3-0 on the year, 2-0 in the UFC. Uh, so kind of talk about your 2020. Uh, yeah, man, I think it's a lot different than uh, most people. Uh, you know, I ended up getting the call. I worked a construction company, so we didn't really shut down at all. You know, the money was good. Work was good. Uh, all around 2020 worked out great for me, man. I uh, hope to continue the success into 2021. So, um, yeah, to, to start on the year, uh, I heard in the uh, the post-fight press conference that you were contemplating maybe not doing this. Uh, was it just the fact that that call hadn't come? Was it just on the back of you had a loss in 2019? You weren't sure what was next. How did you balance that and, and make that decision to, to continue doing it? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I've been fighting for about 10 years. I was 10 and 0 at one point. Uh, I was fighting on a bigger show in Canada, TKO. Uh, I felt like I was battle tested and I kind of deserved the call at some point. And, you know, you're seeing a lot of guys on the contender series now that are four and one, five and one. You know what I mean? I feel like I just kind of earned my shot to be there. Uh, so I fought in February, waited on the call. Then all the COVID stuff happened. Local shows shut down. I uh, was working a lot. Couldn't really get into the gym. Uh, I got the call in July. And I think I contemplated retiring in June. I hadn't been at the gym at all when I got the call. So I trained nine days for that UFC debut. So is it is it fair to say that that call really saved, ultimately could have saved your career? Yeah, man. Uh, no telling what would have happened. You know, I, like I said, I worked at a construction company, so I was roofing 13 hours a day. You really can't balance that with MMA. It's really hard, uh, especially, you know, with the COVID stuff. So gyms are – it's hard to get in the gym anyway. So, yeah, man, my life could have went in a, a very different path really quick. Are you still doing roofing at all, or is that completely done, uh, putting it to uh, putting it aside and focusing on MMA? Yeah, I'm just uh, fighting right now. So I'm, I'm training twice a day now instead of, you know, just the usual hour or two at night when you can find some time. So uh, I told myself if I lost that I would go back to work. We ended up winning, got the win bonus. So I just tried to use that money to really focus on my career. So MMA is probably the hardest job or hardest sport uh, that I can think of, roofing is equally as difficult. So compare the two. Which is which is harder? Uh, I'd say roofing. Uh, what I do now, especially you know, uh, if you like what you do, you never work a day in your life. So uh, you know, I enjoy you know working on my craft and things like that. Roofing's a whole different animal, man. I wouldn't want to go back and do it. <laughs> I want to talk a bit about your your last fight because it was the first UFC um, full training camp. You know, you were actually part of the roster. Now you didn't have nine days to prep for a fight. You were actually training for it. How do you assess that performance? Obviously, he's a wrestler, a very dangerous wrestler. Um, it was back and forth. It was a wild fight, and you ultimately got the finish. How do you assess your performance? Uh, we know he was he's kind of compact. He's explosive. Uh, you know, he likes to throw a lot of big power shots. That first round was to move around a little bit, use my length, kind of throw some jabs. He, uh, he got the better of me in that first round. I think he started to wear down a little bit in the second, and, you know, we started to up the pace a little bit. Um, he was dropping his hands here and there, man. I just ended up landing one. I'd gotten his back earlier in the fight where he had peeled off one of my hooks. He went to do the same thing when I dropped him, uh, ended up going for the choke. He wasn't fighting the hands. So, I mean, I, I have all the respect in the world for Luke Sanders, man. It was a really good test, and I'm glad the UFC set it up. 
Yeah, it was a great fight. Um, I, I love fights like that that are back and forth, and you had to face some adversity. So it's nice to, to I guess you probably wouldn't have wanted that adversity, but it is nice to, to know that you can overcome that and, and push through. That being said, what is next? I mean, are you looking at a long layoff? Are you trying to get back in there? What What is next for you? Uh, no, I can't uh, say too much, but I, I do have a fight. Uh, as soon as it gets released, man, we can do another one. We can talk about it. But I, I do have a fight, and it's going to be here in the next couple of months. So I won't be setting out too long. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, was it? Did you get the contract right away, or was there some time off? And did you deliver? Did you even think about taking some time off? Uh, no, I've been trying to get back in there as soon as possible, man. Um, we signed the contract for this fight last week. So, you know, everything's coming into motion now. You know, I've started training camp, getting in pretty good shape and things like that. But, yeah, man, I'm looking to be active every couple of months. I want to get in there for sure. It's uh, It kind of reminds me a lot of before you competed in the UFC. Uh, you were competing all over the place, any organization, any weight class. What's crazy to me is you won three belts, three organizations in three different weight classes. That is ridiculous. How did you end up doing that? Was that just like, you know what, I was just going to accept any fight that came my way? Uh, I'd done a couple of uh, 155 fights as an amateur. I, I'd went most of my career at 45. Just started really going to 35 as a professional. You know, just that's the athletes in general. They cut a lot more weight once you hit that professional mark. Uh, I feel pretty confident, you know, um, especially on the local shows. I'm not sure I'd want to try UFC at 55. Uh, I'm walking around right now at about 55. So, uh, I mean, it was just a fun thing. It's, it's fun to challenge yourself, especially on some of these local shows and things like that. Uh, some of those times are the best experiences I've had in the cage. Do you, do you recommend that for, for people on the come up? Like, obviously, maybe not taking a 55 fight if you're a 35er, but, you know, trying it. You know what I mean? It's, it's probably good for guys like Dustin Poirier who were competing in the wrong weight class for so long. Uh, yeah, do, you, do you recommend trying that? Yeah, yeah, and I think every uh, situation is different. Um, if you feel confident about the uh, the guy you got fighting, yeah, man, bounce around. Um, you don't want to cut weight too hard, you know, consistently every month you're cutting tons of weight. So that was a big thing for me, jumping to 45 and 55. Uh, my coach would 100% never want me to do that again. You know, I got a little bit of slack through that, but uh, he knows how it is. But, yeah, man, uh, maybe not 55, but within 10 pounds of your, your normal real weight. Yeah, I, I would say yes. Speaking of your coach, you've been working with him for, for almost, I think, over 10 years now. Uh, how important has he been for your success? Yeah, man, he's uh, he's everything. Um, he doesn't even really charge me for my camps. You know, we just started working out something where, you know, he's getting paid. I've tried to pay him in the past, but uh, he's really focused just on our success and not making money, not, you know, building his name up. So, uh, yeah, I owe Brad Cummings a lot of things, man. Um, he's always been there for me. I saw this picture on your uh, your Instagram, and it was a it was a cake uh, view when you were I think like twenty or twenty one. It said uh, it said UFC bound, and that was nine years ago. Uh, what's on your cakes now? Like title bound? What like, what are you writing on these cakes? Man, uh, I'm not really eating too much cake now, man. You know, I got to be ready for the UFC call. So. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a crazy thing. I, I'd really forgotten about it. My mom ended up sending it to me. And it was just a cool thing to look back on. I thought everybody would enjoy that. I'm really big into speaking things into existence. Uh, you know, a positive mindset. You know, you're focused on something, you can achieve it. Yeah, I mean, it, it really came true. I mean, it's the fact that I what, what blows my mind is how you were so close, contemplated retirement, then got the call. Um, and I think that's a message to a lot of people. People who are in a similar situation where they're contemplating it, they may be on the fence. What would your recommendation be and, and what advice would you give? Uh, man, just uh, you're, no matter how bad life gets and how down you feel, 
uh, it can turn around just with a phone call. It really changed my entire life. Uh, things were getting pretty down, but, uh, yeah, I would say just, uh, persevere, you know, stay in the gym, even when you feel like you don't want to go, those are when you learn the most, uh, stay ready for any opportunity. And that goes with every aspect of life. I want to talk about your division because that to me is, it's just stacked right now. Like more than it's ever been, um, bantamweight along with lightweight, uh, are just, there's so many people. How do you make your way up that? that ladder is it just one fight at a time picking people apart or do you feel like you have to go out there and and prove something you know guys like randy costa and kyler phillips have been finishing guys left right and center do you feel like that's required or is it just you know what i'm just gonna go do my thing focus on me not worry about the finish yeah i think there's a, a lot of different ways you can do it um i think winning is always going to get you there at some point it might slow track you a little bit uh, i think fights like me and luke sanders that gets everybody you know involved and uh even back and forth fights man you'd love to go out there and knock people out but there's something else you feel when you have a back and forth you know you feel uh some kind of accomplishment for it so i think it's being exciting whether you get the finish or not me and luke were trading i think the first round was exciting the second round was exciting if we kept going into the third it's still going to be an exciting fight so just uh going out there and going for it man i think that's the way to get there fast track do you feel like the fans missed out on it like do you wish that for a fight like that, that the fans were in the arena. And is that something that, you know, you, you like having? I know a lot of people don't necessarily like it. They find they can hear their corner better. Are you someone who, who prefers the, the arena, or did you like it being being quiet? Uh, I think there's pros and cons to both of it. It's been a minute since I fought in front of fans now, but uh, for that fight in particular, for sure, uh, I think the energy would have been something you'd never forget. Um, I, I hear that they're talking about maybe having some fans in the summer, so uh, – Maybe after this next one, I can get some time in the summer and, and get the fans back, man. I, I'd be excited for it and try to give them a good show. I'll ask you a couple more, and then I'll uh, and then I'll let you go. But there's a big title fight coming up next week in your weight class, so couldn't go without asking. I mean, the back and forth between the two has been going on for like two years, which makes any any fight more exciting. But what's your prediction for the fight? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Sterling. Um, I like Peter Yan. You know, I, I think they're both very very high class. Uh, I think Aljo's wrestling mixed in with the striking is going to be a big difference. Uh, I know Jose Aldo is kind of on the end of his career, and he, I think he was beating Peter Yan until he kind of gassed out, you know, in kind of Jose fashion. I think Aljo has the gas tank to keep keep the uh, the gas going and uh, take him into those late rounds with his wrestling and striking and um, maybe even get a finish. I, I'm pulling for Aljo. When you see him, like he's competing, he's been training at uh, Extreme Contour as well. When you see guys – tried new gyms is that something that you've considered as well you know maybe going to to an extreme couture or att and and not saying i'll abandon your gym but uh do you find that maybe getting new looks would be something that's beneficial for you or, or are you happy just staying where you are um and, like what is it that works for you yeah i mean i think this is always going to be my home gym but we have talked more about going for a week here and maybe going a week over here and just getting some new looks uh, getting new feels for guys especially in my weight class uh, but I don't plan on ever really moving anywhere, and this is going to be my home gym. I like that, and it's nice to see that there still is loyalty. I find a lot of guys now just kind of bounce around, and 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 they don't stay loyal to to one gym. So it's it's good to it's good to hear that you're uh, you're loyal. That being said, uh, is there any any uh, sponsors you want to thank, or any social media that you want to plug before we end it? Uh, yeah, I got me a list, man. You know, it's hard to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Construction, Max Custom Completions, Baker Chiropractic, Ape Ethics, Team Chad Lynn, Merle Painting, Willard Landscapes, Great North Supplements, Nachos Grill. And I'm a new Fighting for Autism ambassador, uh, trying to bring awareness for, uh, you know, situations like that. So uh, go check them out on Facebook, Fighting for Autism Indiana. Thank you.
Man, thanks, man, for the time. And, and it's great that you're you're uh, promoting that as well. I can't wait to watch your fight. Uh, I don't know when it is, uh, you, but you've got something booked. So keep us updated, and uh, we'll blow it up as soon as it's uh, as soon as it's ready to go. And uh, can't wait to can't wait to watch you perform. Yeah, man, I'll be in touch as soon as it does. We can do another one. Thank you for having me on. All right, man. All the best. Stay safe uh, with COVID. Who knows? You might. <laughs> hopefully, no one catches anything. It's uh, people are pulling out left, right, and center. So stay safe, and uh, can't wait to see what's next. All right, man. Thank you for your time. All right, man. All the best. There you go, Nate Manus. Can't wait to watch him compete. Like I said, been a fan of his. Uh, he's been on a tear right now. Three and zero in the year, two and zero in the UFC. Right when he was on the fence of retiring, he ended up competing. And uh, you know, it, it, it's it's these stories that are really, really uh, uh, exciting to hear, especially after the year we just had. So, if you guys haven't, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And I will see you guys. Next time.